0: Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. Hey dude bro, what's up? How's it hangin'? This is so tight. Don't be ill, bro. If you haven't noticed, today's theme is going to be how to write using slang and why you probably shouldn't most of the time. This is a this is a big issue that we talk about in editing circles and in writing circles because having slang in your story can actually really affect the shelf life of your book and the ability for readers further down in time through the generations to relate to what you're writing. And I've heard an argument that, well, if Jane Austen can still be relevant, then I can use modern slang in my book and have it still be relevant. And I would argue that, you know, Jane Austen probably didn't use a lot of slang, and that's why we can understand it. I want you to take a journey with me. Climb into your time travel machine. Okay, I'm in mine. So what I want you to do is think back, think back. I don't know how old you are. I'm 37, almost 37. I'm going to be 37 in December. And uh, I want you to think back to your teenage days, whether that was five years ago or 20 years ago. And I want you to think of the kind of words that you used and what influences caused you to speak those words For example, uh, there's a really popular game that I can't remember what the name of it is. And teenagers are playing it right now. I'm sorry. I'm not that cool. I don't spend uh, dedicated amounts of time trying to be in on what's uh, considered awesome right now. I don't even know what word to use. (laughs) I don't even know what slang would mean awesome. I just use it all the time still. And I probably won't stop using it because it's a great word. And my daughter was telling me, "Oh, Mom, you don't know these this slang, da 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 da. she's like like one time she sent me a text and it said "BRB." and she's all, that means be right back." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, how old do you think I am like i we okay, we didn't have smartphones when I was a teenager, but we used this archaic messaging system called uh AIM." And it's AOL Instant Messenger is what that acronym stood for. So we typed things like BRB. And, like, we used the colon and the parentheses as an emoji before emojis existed. I remember I had a book that my grandmother bought me that I wish I had kept because it's hilarious. It was, like, how to draw pictures with keyboard stuff. And I just think whoever it was that wrote that book had to sit and make, like, figure out all these configurations for... Uh, you know, greater than equal, like all these different plus signs, asterisks, like all these different things. How I, how can I make a frog with that? And I just, I would be interested to be a fly on the wall, per se, you know, <laughs> during that process. But so she's like, you know, that means be be right back. And I was like, okay, I'm not that like, I, I know that. All right. Uh, and she's all, well, what about, uh, I know that you have LOL, but what about LMF? Oh, and I'm like, yeah, I do know <laughs> I do know what that means and you shouldn't be using the f in there because yikes. Uh <laughs> you know, like my husband and I are not of the swearing variety. We just don't like to do it and I also feel like a lot of times the f word is used as a replacement word for good uh vocabulary like having varied vocabulary. So I don't like using it. I don't want her using it. But you know, whatever. I was like, Yes, I know. I know what that means. And so yesterday, she's all Oh, Mom, I know one that you don't know, because we're using it in this game that I can't remember the name of right now. And it's sus. And I was like, you're right, I have no idea what sus means. And she's like, well, it means suspicious, because in this game, it takes too long to type out that this character is the suspicious one because I guess it's like a detective type game where like it's like mafia kind of where you have someone who's the the bad guy and they're playing and then like you can be the bad guy or you can be the good guy and if you're the bad guy you don't want people finding out who you are and if you're the good guy you're trying to find out who the bad guy is and so I was like yeah I mean but that seems really vague to have sus in like why wouldn't you have like susp because then you'll know that that means suspicious. I feel like that's, (laughs) I feel like that is a better uh, abbreviation, even though I don't like this abbreviation at all, but I understand that it's for uh, increased time in gameplay. And, but the thing is, like, let's say that someone who's researching about 13 year old and writing a book about it and the 13 year old is like oh that person's so sus okay and that's the correct use of the word as taught to me by my daughter and then someone comes along 30 years from now and they read it and they're like what what's sus mean uh because the game will have been long forgotten by then and there's no way for them to like go look up stuff online like if there's like urban dictionary right but that doesn't include all of the things. And you know, there's <laughs> there are moments when I say things purposefully with m- the vernacular of my teenage dumb and my kids will like look at me and roll their eyes. That's the reaction I'm going for. You know, I lo- I love being silly and making them laugh. And so I'll be like, "Oh, that's bomb." And they just look at me and I'm like, "That means good." <laughs> and they're like, "What? You guys are weird." And so That is how anyone is going to feel who's reading your book, like, even five years from now, if you include modern slang. And that is why you shouldn't do it. You should not do it. Because it's going to confuse the reader. And that's, like, the cardinal sin of writing. Because confused readers... That's right. You know, they stop reading and that's not what we want. We want them to race from page one to the last page and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how amazing the storytelling is in this book. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Super realistic characters. And um, we don't want them to like be reading and then come upon a word like I'm trying to think of. I saw a word that I knew in a book, but I I was like, oh, cringe. And that's a word right now, actually, that kids use. They call something cringy if it makes you cringe because it's like corny or, uh, you know, old uh, older people do it, or you know, because younger people always think that older people don't know anything or they they're uncool, which is. Dumb, but how can we convince them, right? How can we convince them that their youth is wasted on them in a way because there's so much left to learn in this complicated world that we live in? So, uh, back and tracking back to uh, what word was it? Oh man, it was like a word that was really popular when I was a teenager. I can't remember, but okay, let's use the word dank, right? That is actually. A word but it's come into popular usage i mean now it's not really so much used <laughs> it just happened it changes so fast so if you're reading a book and you come upon this word that you don't understand why it's there and you don't know what it means and you can't figure out its meaning from context you're going to be confused and confused readers stop reading so that's not what we want we want to write stories that will age well Because we don't want to limit our reading pool to only people who were born in 1983 who uh, didn't – that lived in the middle of the – like, no, we don't don't want something that specific. That's ridiculous. That's not how you can find readers and turn those readers into fans. So I am a huge proponent, and I know everyone in my writing group feels this way because we talk about this so often – I'm a huge proponent against using slang in contemporary fiction. Now, would I use slang in, let's say, a memoir piece? There's a siren. I don't know if you can hear it. Would I use a, for example, I'm writing a memoir piece about being in junior high in 1996, that magical year for me, which was, the journey beginning the journey of adolescence making it sound so dramatic actually yeah i really hated being a preteen slash teenager because uh it was just a really crappy time in my life for familial reasons and just i felt like i just had no idea who i was and i made so many <laughs> bad decisions so why kristen why are you writing about this time in your life because when you're a teenager The world seems so big and amazing, and you just can't wait to become an adult. And I kind of want to write on that retrospectively because it's fun. And I also have a really cool story of something real that happened that I was like, oh, I have to write about this because it doesn't seem like it would have happened, but it did happen. And so would I include a retrospective slang language in that book? The answer is probably still no. I mean, it would have to be like the exact right scene. It would have to be the exact right line of dialogue for that moment. And I do use retrospective elements uh, in the book to help you understand what the setting was like, because the setting of my teenage is very different than what teenagers experience now. And I want ones who get older and read it to be able to understand what I'm talking about, uh, which is something that... Nora Ephron did very well, and she is a a hero of mine. I aspire to be able to write as well as she could, and if you don't know who that is, just go Google her. Uh, If you want um, a quick fiction intro to who she is as a writer, I would recommend Heartburn, which is probably a book I'll review on this show at some point because... It's awesome. And every person who I tell to read it, they read it and they're like, oh, it's so good. How could she make something so horrible, so funny? I'm like, see, do you see how special Nora Ephron was? And also, just in case you're wondering, no, there is no relation between Nora Ephron and Zach Ephron, because whenever I say her name, people are like, oh, is she related to Zach Ephron? No, not related at all. Um so and she doesn't use a lot of, if any, retrospective slang in that book, which would be a good case, case study, actually, I could do. So I don't think that you should include present or retrospective slang in your book because it dates it. I mean, it permanently dates it to where it's not accessible feeling to a wider audience, which is what you want. You want your books to stand the test of time. And even uh, I have a friend who writes... Um, the Regency Murder Mysteries, which is a fun genre. I've tried I've tried to convince her that there's a market for this genre because people love mysteries and people love regencies and uh Regency mysteries. It kind of fits into the type of Sherlock Holmes story, which we talked about Sherlock Holmes in the last episode. And so her Concern though is she'll be like, Tell me if you read something that you don't understand because she wants to use terms that fit in with that Regency style of writing because it's old timey, right? That's the less eloquent way of saying Regency. But she wants to make sure that people who pick up the book who are not totally immersed in the Regency world will understand what she's saying. So, like, we'll go through and circle. I mean, she very rarely has anything like that in her stories anymore because she's learned what we'll know and what we won't know. And so that's the kind of thing you want to do if you're writing a period piece. You don't want to include things that will confuse the reader because, you know, you don't want to confuse the reader. We always say that. Confused readers stop reading. That's, I think, the third time I've said that this episode and it's probably like the 100,000th time I've said it in my life. <laughs> so that is the reason why I do not believe that slang should be in literature. And even I'll read books from the 90s that are set in the 90s, or maybe they're from the 90s, and they have the slang in there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, did we really say those things? That's awful. <laughs> we thought it was so cool at the time. And like, that is one of the things that, kids do to make fun of adults is if adults try to use their slang, they tease them. And we don't want people teasing our book because it used slang in a way that made it seem cheesy or to use a modern slang word, cringy. So that's just something for you to think about when you're writing. If you're writing a contemporary, leave all the slang out. I'm serious. Please leave it out because it's just going to date your book like crazy. And you for contemporary fiction, you basically want to be able to pick it up and not know 100% what year it's set in. For example, I'm still watching Heart of Dixie. Oh, my gosh, I know. I know I said I was going to quit, but they've gotten back into the original love Pentagon that I was interested in at the beginning of the show. And I want to see what happens, even though I know the show gets canceled. Please no one spoil the end for me by sending me an email like, heart of Dixie ends this way. I'm like, dang it. So what I have told one of my daughters is, listen, we're going to watch it and then we're going to do a writing exercise and we're going to write our own end of the show, which by the way, if you don't know what that's called, it's called fan fiction <laughs> and you can never publish it and you can never uh do anything with it monetarily but uh there's a really good book called Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell and if you're interested at all in fan fiction you must read that book it is amazing i probably will reread it again this year because i love it so much and that's she doesn't use a ton of slang in that either which proves my point you shouldn't use slang. Oh, but I was talking about Heart of Dixie. So Heart of Dixie, the the place where I'm at now apparently came out in 2016. But I wouldn't really know that. I mean, I could pay attention to the model of phones they use, which I did notice that at one point. But Uh, I want you want people to be able to come in at any time and say, okay, this could be me, this could be my time, because then it's more relatable to a wider audience. So that's something for you to think about when you're writing contemporary fiction, uh, even when you're writing fantasy fiction I read I was reading something about I was reading something in an epic fantasy and all of a sudden it had like a booty call and I was like what the heck and that totally pulled me out of the world that they had spent such a long time trying to suck me into and I was like that's a bummer they should have just left that out they could have called it literally anything because you know I know booty call comes from like pirate adventures and that Booty, which is like the treasure but uh no i wouldn't use that in an epic fantasy about elves and dwarves where no pirates exist <laughs> and no present day people exist to talk about that so just be careful when you're writing don't make the reader feel like you've pushed them out of the world you've tried so hard to suck them into and that is why uh, i i'm gonna hold my position You know, feel free to try to convince me otherwise. Give me a good example where slang actually makes the story better, and I'll be glad to revise my position. But I have not found one yet. If you have one yet, please send it. I'm interested. And remember, you don't want to confuse the reader, and you don't want to suck them out of the world that you've plunged them into, and you don't want to make it seem like it's not a realistic place where they could exist, because that's not fun for the reader. Peace out. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer, And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing.